Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And man, am I excited about today's topic. And my guest is a legend in the world of Amazon. You've probably seen his face and his beanies. And you probably love this guy already, but if you don't, you're going to be delighted to meet him. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and two-minute crash course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale with YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. My guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Viral Launch, one of the most popular pieces of software to you that, that Amazon sellers use. Um, we'll dive into more what that means in a little bit for those that don't know. He's also the host of the Follow the Data podcast, which I love that title, mm-hmm. by the way. And uh, so we actually met at Seller Summit through mutual friend Steve Chu uh, several months ago. We had, we had dinner together. I was like, dude, I got to get this guy on the podcast. And so with that, uh, Casey Goss, welcome to the show. Casey, how are you doing, man? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the very, very nice intro. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, absolutely. Really pumped to dive into what you guys are up to, what you're seeing on Amazon. We're going to talk about... Uh, just, I'm just excited to pick your brain a little bit because uh, it, it will become instantly obvious to everybody that your wealth of knowledge on on ranking on Amazon and, and success in general on Amazon. And so excited to dive into some things. Uh, before we do that, though, you have an amazing story. So you you shared with me, we're having kind of a dinner with the speakers, shared with me kind of the story of of the launch, a viral launch. Yeah. And I love it, man. I think, you know, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show. So why don't we do the the quick version? Yeah. But uh, how how did viral launch start? Yeah. So the the quick version is essentially... I went to college, studied business, ran track, and taught myself how to code in my free time. And you know, I ended up dropping out of school, building iOS apps. And in between dropping out and starting Viral Launch was, was pretty difficult. And I moved back home to Michigan, and my mom was evicted, had her car repossessed. And my brother and I, he's two years younger, we moved from Michigan back to the college town in Indiana where I was going off of money he had saved up delivering pizza. So uh, that's what kind of provided for us. But Which usually isn't a, a really large nest egg, but, but you know. <laughs> Not exactly. And what's funny is he was actually going to use that money to start an Amazon business, but instead invested it so that we could um, move. And it, that got him out of trouble. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty tough until we... 
so we started Viral Launch. I started with another guy. He was an Amazon seller. And his pitch to me was kind of like, hey, you know, I imagine you need some money on the side and we could probably make $10,000 a month if you just build these websites. I'll handle the Amazon side. So I didn't really understand it. Uh, you know, I still to this day have never sold anything on Amazon, but I just saw it as this cool opportunity to make some extra money um, because at the time I would go work a weekend construction outside or, you know, I made a Udemy course to make some extra money and my brother was paying for uh, like everything for us. We, we couldn't really afford heat. So part of the story with Viral Launch is actually coded um, part of the platform with socks on my hands because it was literally so cold in our apartment. I couldn't type. If you Google That's like how to type when it's cold, um, you know, they, they suggest taking some old gym socks, cutting holes in them. And I called them my hacker gloves. So yeah. yeah hacker gloves. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. Don't let the cold stop you. Don't complain. Just get some old gym socks, cut holes in it yep. and, and go to town. And yeah, I'm sure at that time, 10,000 a month, like the promise of 10,000 a month, Sounds like the promised land at that point. Oh, That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Massive. I didn't know that much money existed in the world. <laughs> right, right. Uh, very cool. So, so what was the idea behind Viral Launch? And, and the first iteration, what was, it, what was it all about? I mean, I, the name gives clues for sure, but for those yeah. that don't know, what was the first iteration? Yeah, so if I knew that Viral Launch was a long-term thing, I definitely would not have named it Viral Launch, but uh, here we are. So the original plan for Viral Launch was hey, we could build up an email list and we could use that email list. We could send deals to that email list to help drive sales to our customers. So you know, back then, if you could drive 100 sales at a 90% off coupon or 99% off or 100% off coupon, then you, you would rank for just about any keyword on Amazon. And so we basically built up this email list. Uh, we built it up to 1,000 people off of uh, with some Facebook ads and we would offer discounts to this email list. So it was very easy for us to build up the list because, hey, sign up and you get a bunch of free stuff basically. But to the seller, they were able to really drive keyword ranking very quickly um, by offering these discounts. So it was very cheap, well, relatively cheap, but very quick way of driving ranking. And that ranking, as soon as you hit page one, you were really ramped up in organic sales. So uh, yeah, that was Viral Launch V1. And then, and then it kind of creates a, a virtuous cycle, right? So you're, you're, you're ranking page one, you start to get a lot of sales, your sales velocity increases, yep. reviews, all those things, and just, just keeps, keeps your, your ranking high. Now, you mentioned something to me at dinner, which, which totally makes sense. It's going to be a, a no-brainer why this is important, but I want you to explain why it's so important. So you talk about and now that like the new tools that we'll get into later that you're launching with Viral Launch, it's, it's all about keyword ranking. And, and, and why is that? I mean, it's a no-brainer that's, that it's nice. It's a no-brainer that keyword ranking is important. But why, why do you say it's all about keyword ranking? Yeah, you know, I'm, we, we grew up in keyword ranking and I'm so glad that we did because that's the lens that we see the world of Amazon through. But when we look at any product that is, is doing well on Amazon, anywhere, anywhere between 60 and 85% of their sales are coming from organic. And that means about 15 to 40%, depending on the product and uh, where traffic is coming from, is coming from PPC. So a lot of people will spend so much time focused on PPC, but they're missing out on the other 60 to 85% of the picture. Um, and so like if you're ranking, you're selling, if it, it doesn't matter if you could have the most amazing brand, uh, but if no one is able to find that brand, they're not going to buy the products. And so that's where organic ranking comes in. Makes sense. And, you know, largely kind of at a fundamental level, Amazon is still a search engine for products. That is the, the overwhelming 
majority of, of the way people discover products on Amazon is through search. Certainly, there are things like lightning deals and deals of the day. And, and as we're recording this, we're in, in the middle of Prime Day. And then so you, know, you got things that flash up on the homepage or in the app and stuff like that. But it's still largely driven by search. And, and I think will be for the foreseeable future. And you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in ads. We're, we're a company that helps people optimize their ads. So it's a big deal to us. But I, I fully agree that if you ignore the organic side of things, you're missing a huge part of the picture. And it's something you need to focus on for sure. Absolutely. And so that's why we, we believe that, you know, in a lot of cases, this isn't the case for everyone, um, but you should be looking at PPC or ads as a lever to help drive some of that organic because that's where you're going to see the most opportunity. Yep. Yep. So using, and, and I would, I would fully agree with like seeing the two working together, being synergistic, complementary ads drive organic ranking and, and, and measuring both. Um, I think the issue is you, you probably get, you could potentially get into trouble if you, if you get too myopic one way or the other, right? If, if, you, yeah. if you think about ads only for the sake of ads, or if you only think about organic, uh, thinking about how they feed each other and how they help each other is, is super important. A hundred percent. I used to not pay attention to ads because we could do everything um, through organic and we could just focus on organic. And that was kind of our 80-20 rule. I think that advertising is becoming a more and more important piece of the strategy. The conundrum is that advertising is getting more complex and more expensive and more it competitive. Is. It is, yeah. But it's more important. So it's, you know, it's this difficult crossroads right now, actually. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is look at the, the growth rates of Amazon's ad revenue to, to see what's going on with the platform. Yeah. Uh, it's still growing. It's now the third largest online ad platform. It's still growing at something like 100% a year, which is, is mind-boggling. I think, and it's one of those things where, where Amazon doesn't release all the data. You, you may know better than me, actually, but something like 8 to $10 billion in, in ad revenue this past year is what I, what I heard for Amazon. And, I had the same. And, and they'll be at you know, $20, $25 billion in ad sales within a, a handful of years. And to put that into context, that's like where Facebook was a couple of years ago. And Facebook is solely an ad platform yeah. where Amazon is really a retailer, but their <laughs> ad revenue is it's just it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So yeah, all of that means more people advertising, people shifting their budgets potentially from in-store, like big retailers from in-store marketing and maybe even Google to Amazon. Um, so it's more complex and more expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's dig in a little bit because I want to, I want people to get inside the, the mind of Casey Goss here when it comes to organic. Uh, so what are, what are like a few of the organic ranking tactics or approaches that are really important that, that a lot of sellers ignore or don't take advantage of? Yeah. Number one is just uh, title optimization. I mean, this is a very basic topic, but we still see so many people. So this is one reason why people get this wrong is because you go and you see a major brand like a Sony of the world or a Samsung or Dove Soap, and you see them ranking well and selling well. And so you say, well, shoot, they have really small titles. Uh, they're not they don't have many keywords in them, but they're selling so well. So therefore, that's how I should construct my own titles. You know, they have their brand in there. Um, and so the problem is, is that people follow this, uh, thinking that that is what's driving their success. And what's really driving their success is a lot of people are searching Dove Soap. A lot of people are searching Sony headphones. And you have these branded terms that are driving a lot of their traffic. Um, so number one is, is really optimizing your title. Um, we highly recommend putting your most important keywords first, um, putting a hyphen or a colon after the fifth word in your title because that helps set your canonical URL, which also helps with Google optimization. Um, number two, this is something that 
I believe was not the case previously, but is now that much more important. Um, and that hey, is converging. Could you, could you uh, talk through that just really quickly? So the putting the hyphen after the fifth word, because that, yeah. that helps with your, that helps with the actual URL and can help with some Google optimization. Explain that just real quick if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, if you run a search for, let's say, um, fish oil, and then you click into a listing, uh, if you look at the address bar, you'll see amazon.com slash uh, some words. And there's usually like five, six words, usually five words in there separated by hyphens, and then uh, a slash and then DP and then the ASIN and then some other uh, metadata up there. But the canonical URL is heavily weighted in Google search for uh, SEO within Google. And so previously, we thought, you know, it's, it's arbitrary how Amazon is selecting these words. And to some degree, it can be. But if you use a colon or a hyphen after the fifth word, then that's a cue to Amazon that you need to that they need to take those five words and include them in your canonical URL. So this is this is a hack that we found like I don't know two three years ago, um, but is is a really cool way to help get that much more of a boost for your Google SEO. I think it's hard to definitively know if it impacts your uh, Amazon SEO because you already have those words at the beginning of your title. Right. Right. Totally makes sense. Okay, awesome. So I, I cut you off. So that, that title optimization, number one, uh, what, what else would you add to that? So, so put the hyphen after the fifth or sixth word. What, what else beyond that? Uh, number two is uh, conversion rate. So previously, I used to be the world's biggest advocate, advocate that conversion rate didn't matter on Amazon. And, you know, I, I, I still believe that that was the case. But now that I, I do not believe that that is the case, I do think that conversion rate is different. Um, than what you may expect. So a lot of people think of conversion rate from the standpoint of uh, a sale happening. Um, the conversion rate is actually the add to cart experience. Um, I don't know where in the add to cart, I don't know if it's just add to cart button is pressed or if you actually go to the uh, checkout page. Um, but we see this, this is a hack that I don't recommend people doing, but a lot of people doing these kind of add to cart flows where they are sending out fake coupons and that actually drives the keyword ranking. Even though zero sales are happening, you can drive keyword ranking really well through this method. I'm not suggesting it, you know, we don't do it, but uh, I know that it's working well. Um, so conversion rate is really important. And the way that we kind of, you know, came across this is when we're running advertising and we're looking to drive keyword ranking for this product, well, if we have a keyword that's not performing well, so the conversion rate is not very good, um, but we just like push very hard in terms of continuing to increase budget and ad spend on um, a particular keyword to try to get more sales, to try to get ranking, we end up seeing that keyword a lot of times decline in the keyword ranks. And if we, if we pause that keyword or we back off our budget, we'll actually see the keyword ranking jump back up. So basically what I'm saying is Amazon is paying attention to your conversion rate at a keyword level. Um, and if you are not performing well enough for that keyword, it can negatively impact your ranking or positively impact it if you're performing that well. So you should definitely pay attention to the relationship between your PPC campaigns and ranking um, because you may be having a negative effect even if you are driving sales through that keyword. Interesting. So, so kind of a follow-up question. You know, some, some of the more advanced sellers that we're working with and talking to are, are looking at driving traffic from outside of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you, you were just talking about ranking on Google. So getting that canonical URL so that you, hopefully your products will rank well in a Google search as well, your Amazon products. Um, is there negative correlation from outside traffic coming to your listing? Because as you drive more traffic off Amazon to your Amazon listing, that could potentially and probably would drive down your conversion rate. Do you, do you see that having a negative impact, that, that decrease in conversion rate? Or 
Yeah, so that's a good question. And I don't know the answer exactly. So whenever we drive traffic from an external source, there's some kind of incentive and we know the conversion rate is high. You know, I, I've heard anecdotally that uh, poor poor converting outside traffic does have a negative impact, but that's not a test that we've run ourselves. Got it. And it sense? also, it totally makes sense. So it, it also maybe stands to reason, you, you know, because Amazon also loves that when you have outside traffic. So when you have traffic coming from other sources, so... Uh, maybe you can get away with a lower conversion rate if you're driving. As an example, we, we run a lot of Amazon DSP or demand-side platform display mm -hmm. ads using Amazon's data. So running a display ad on ESPN.com or something, yeah. pointing someone to a, an Amazon listing. Um, so yeah, that conversion rate may be a little lower there, but but maybe the idea that, hey, we're driving traffic from outside Amazon and Amazon digs that, 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 that kind of counteracts the low conversion rate. But it makes sense. It'd be kind of hard to, to measure that. Um, yeah. Exactly. I do, I do uh, know or have a heavy inclination that Amazon does weight differently sales that come from an external source. Um, and so there, there's rumors that uh, Amazon is then targeting specific sources. So if it's, you know, known and have uh, highly trusted domains, you know, it drives more ranking. But I think this is more theoretical than proven. And, and this is also, so your main point though is, hey, if I'm driving PPC traffic, so from Amazon, so ads in the Amazon search results, and that's driving to a particular product for a keyword, and the conversion rate is low, that that can actually impact the organic rankings. And that totally makes sense because Amazon's looking at it from their own data. It's their traffic. Like they want right. to maximize that traffic. If they see, hey, another product is converting better than your product, I'm going to push it higher, right? Because that 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 tra traffic is pressure precious, and you don't want to waste uh, someone's time on a, on a product that doesn't convert as well. So, yep, absolutely. Uh, so makes sense. All right, so we got title optimization, we got conversion rate. What's what's next? The 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 third one would be paying attention to rankings for low volume and mid volume keywords. Sometimes our strategy is actually just driving a lot of sales through mid and low volume keywords, and if we're driving enough sales both organically and through PPC we're able to rank for these high volume keywords as well, assuming that we've done step one, which is title optimization. So it's, it's, it's something that not enough people pay attention to. I, I think far too many people come in and they are selling a fish oil and they say, if I'm not ranking for fish oil, I'm unhappy. Um, and I think it's a process. And sometimes you need to be focused on the easier wins and go and get ranking for those mid and low volume keywords in in aggregate, you'll be driving a good amount of sales and those additional sales help to drive keyword ranking for the main one. So tip number three is, is paying attention to all keywords. And, and really, I mean, paying attention, following the data. I mean, we're huge on this. So if you, just because you think that you should be ranking on page one for fish oil, but you're not getting good click-through rate or good conversion rate because you don't have a competitive number of reviews yet, or your price just isn't in line with the market at that point, I mean... That is basically telling you that you know now is not the right time to rank for that keyword. And even if you do rank for that keyword, doesn't mean that you're going to perform well. Um, and so we're huge on kind of following the data and listening to basically our PPC data or you know whatever data we have around keyword ranking and how we how we perform when we achieved it. But basically, ranking for the keywords that we should be ranking for that we're actually going to be able to perform on versus you know artificially ranking ourselves for a term that we're not going to get any sales through. I love that. And that's that's kind of moving to a deeper level of thinking and, and more strategic where you're not just saying, this is the, the most searched for keyword. So this is the keyword I want to rank for. So it's all about, I'm just looking at keyword data. And so that's how I'm going to pick it. it no, it's more about how do we get our project in front of the right person? And, and yeah. so the right customer, the one that's going to 
pay our price and be delighted with the product and tell other people and give a good review and all that, what are they searching? Like, what, what, what are they typing in to Amazon? And that's what we want to find. And so that's part of, part of that goes back to keyword research, which, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit. And then, and then from there, it's kind of following the data, like you said, looking at what's converting and what's not converting. And I think that's, that's an important shift where it's, it, we, we, we kind of can get, um, uh, wooed or, or, or overly influenced by the, these big uh, keyword search metrics when really it should just be about what are the right keywords and what, how am I going to sell and move product. And then, hey, as a bonus, maybe you'll rank for those big keywords yep. later as well. Yep. Which, uh, so I love, I love that approach. Um, awesome. Okay. So it's kind of a, a related question. So there may be a little bit of uh, overlap, but I think it's be kind of fun. So if you were given a product and we can, we can pick whatever product you want to pick, whatever, whatever's yeah. feeling right. Uh, you're given a product. It's okay. Say you got you got to rank this product. What would be your roadmap? Like, what would be the steps you take? And I know this this roadmap could could involve thirty, forty steps, but kind of a high level. What what are the steps you would take, and in what order? Well, uh, one question: Is it a product for me that I'm selling, or is it a customer's product? So, if it was, uh, hmm, what's going to be more interesting? So, if it was your own product, would you be a little more aggressive, or what's yeah, the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's say it's your product. Let's, okay. let's, just, let's just go crazy here. Yeah. So, if it's my product, first off, um, d- depending on your situation, you know, if you're a, a, a private label seller that's just looking to get into the next market, hopefully, you do your keyword research before you even get into the market, so you kind of have a good strategy for, uh, you know, what keywords you should be ranking for, targeting at least. Um, but you know, if if you're a brand that's bringing your your account into Amazon, um, then you will probably get started here. So first off is I'm going to do my keyword research. And if this is a brand new product, I have the flexibility to change my title. Um, one, one thing I didn't mention is changing your title if you already have some good sales volume coming in and some, some decent rankings is very dangerous. Uh, a lot of times we'll see a drop in keyword ranking and a drop in sales uh, if, if we change the title because now your keyword structure is different. Now Amazon has to... I, I don't know exactly re-index you or whatever it may be. I just know that we see this quite often. And so we're, we're pretty hesitant to change your title even if it's not perfectly optimized. So, so, anyways, so when, 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 when is the... What's kind of rule of thumb? When do you change the product title? So you change the product title if it's not really selling well. And if there's a lot of upside potential and the customer is okay with changing the product title, because we'll tell you, uh, uh, hey, there's a chance that sales are going to decline after this, but it sets us up best for the long term. Um, and sometimes they're like, you know, I can't afford going down in sales. So you got to work with what you can. And, you know, we do. Great. Great. Uh, so one thing, and hopefully this doesn't throw off your thought process, but I think this would be a good time to do it. Keyword research. This is like this is one of those areas where uh, super important. And and I don't even know my background, but I, I actually first thing I did with online marketing is SEO for Google. And so love keyword research. Been doing it forever. But keyword research uh, is not the exact science that a lot of people think it is. And even that's even more true with Amazon than with Google, in my opinion. Uh, what what are some of the the dangers of keyword research and some of the tools that are out there? What, what are some of the things that kind of people to be aware of as they're looking at the data? Yeah, the dangers of keyword research is one thinking that just because there's high search volume, it's the right keyword for you. Um, and so this applies to even if you're selling a fish oil, but you have a premium fish oil and you're twice the average of the market for that keyword, then your, your price is twice as much, then you know it's going to be that, that's dangerous because you're probably going to be so fixated on that word and you're going to spend a lot of money and not drive conversions. Uh, but then, you know, two, we see a lot of people that go for these like 
generic keyword. So I don't have a good example off the top of my head, but like Father's Day gifts, for example, like some people will just try to optimize for that Father's Day gifts keyword and that because it has such high volume and loosely, you know, it fits. And like some people hit it out of the park with that. A lot of people don't and they waste a lot of time and they waste a lot of money just because search volume is high doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it's going to translate into results for your particular product. Another thing that I see a lot of people get hung up on, I just, I just personally don't agree with, is, is basically looking at the number of results that show for a keyword on Amazon and, and making a strong assumption that uh, if there are, is a high number that Amazon shows that it's a very competitive word, and if there's a low number, making, uh, making the assumption that it's a low competition word. My argument is essentially like, First off, the number that Amazon shows is arbitrary. So, you know, I don't know if you know, if you search fish oil, it'll say 10,000 plus results. If you go to uh, page three, it'll say 50,000 plus results. So like there's a lot more than just 10,000 or whatever this arbitrary number is showing in, in those instances. Um, but if, if you're looking at a keyword that a lot of people index for, but they are not optimized for, that's a big opportunity for you. Or if a lot of people are indexed for that keyword, um, but they're not selling at a high volume or they have low review quantities, like it's not necessarily a good um, indicator of competition of a keyword and vice versa. If there's only 300 results for a product or 50 results, it could be some high volume sellers that have well-optimized listings that it's going to be hard to compete on. So totally makes sense. Could, could be the Dove Soaps of the world. Yeah. Uh, the, the, these big brands is going to be really hard to c- compete with. Uh, the other thing that I think is important is, is the, the actual numbers. As you're looking at the numbers of how many times a particular keyword is searched, th- those are, are pretty rough, rough and raw estimates, right? Uh, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm biased. We, we have our own estimates. Uh, the... I think our saving grace, and I'm glad that Amazon put this out there so that we can kind of judge our accuracy, is Amazon does have brand analytics. Um, and so those brand analytics, you're kind of at least able to relatively assess the quality of the estimates because you know if someone is estimating that a piano stand has 10,000 searches and fish oil has uh, 5,000 searches. But if you go look in brand analytics and fish oil has a much higher search frequency than piano stand... You know, then you know probably you probably shouldn't trust it. So uh, yes, there's estimates. Uh, some tools uh, were one of. I'm very biased for this question, so it's probably not the best. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, it's it's perfectly acceptable for you to be biased in this in this case. <laughs> I appreciate it. But so we did have um, search volume data from Amazon for a while. There was an API that was kind of hanging out that they didn't know uh, about. I don't think, and so we were able to grab some some data for. We had a full year of that data. So basically, our data science team kind of. Uh, uses this historical data. We we judge ourselves against brand analytics and um, outcomes are our estimates. So. Totally makes sense. But I think and, and so that's awesome. You actually had some real data from Amazon. But I think that the thing for people to realize is that as you're looking at a lot of Amazon keyword tools, they're based on pretty rough estimates. Pretty yeah. pretty because you because know, Amazon doesn't make that data readily available. So it's not like you're you're it's not like Amazon is saying this is exactly how many times people search for this keyword. Not the case. Other yeah. than when there was that loophole and you got some actual, got some actual data. 
So. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to trust a, a tool, then my suggestion would be to use Brain Analytics. It's a really cool uh, feature within Amazon. You have the ability, again, let's say you're selling a fish oil, you can go and look at, you could download you know, the Brain Analytics data and you could go plug away on it in Excel. And at least relatively, you can understand how to prioritize your keywords. Because I think the main things that you're looking for in keyword research for looking at your keywords is like, what keywords are important? And how do I prioritize those keywords? Yep. And so if a keyword is in you know, the top 100,000 in brand analytics, okay, checks the important box. Uh, and I am making the assumption that it's relevant to me. And then number two, in terms of how do I prioritize, you would look at the search frequency rank and then again, assess kind of uh, relevance to your product for that keyword. So awesome. That's, Super that's good. the three good. for you. Fantastic. Okay. So I derailed you from your roadmap. So the first yes. roadmap is keyword research. And we just yeah. dug in deep on keyword research and gave people probably more information than they wanted to know. <laughs> uh, but I was fascinated. I enjoyed it. So awesome. uh, anyway, sorry, it's keyword research. Yeah. Okay. So key next. Keyword research, build out the listing. I prioritize my keywords in the title. Uh, keywords that don't fit in the title, I will put in my backend search terms. On the 3P side, you can put it in your subject matter. Um, this helps with ranking power and indexation. Next place, if there's keywords that don't fit there. So I will tell you something that we do that is um, against what Amazon suggests, uh, but I don't think is a big deal. So they say, don't put misspellings or different word types in the back end, or, or uh, like Spanish words, for example, don't include those because Amazon pays attention to those. Uh, we have some pretty strong data. Uh, I guess we haven't analyzed it recently, but we uh, have had some strong data in the past that while Amazon takes this into account for indexation, the rank difference is, is big. So basically what this means is just because I... So if I put fish oil in my title... Um, I will index for both fish oil and fish oils, the, the plural form. Um, but if I have just fish oil in my title and I drive sales, I'll get a lot more ranking boost for fish oil, but not as much for fish oils. But if I include fish oils you know, somewhere in my listing, then I'm going to get more ranking power. So for things that don't make sense, like misspelling, so sound bar and sound space bar, you should include both of those in the title. But if there's a misspelling, you should include it in your back end. So anyways... Build out my listing. Conversion rate is so big. I think there's going to be a resurgence in um, paying attention to conversion rate and conversion rate optimization on Amazon. Um, oh. Like it's so important, and not enough people are paying attention to their photos and EVC and videos and stuff like that. So, anyways, focus on that. Now, in terms of actually driving rank for my product and driving sales, so this is where things deviate between what I would do for myself and what I would do for a customer. Sweet. So. Yeah. I, so I personally don't feel comfortable with ViralLaunch doing this method because I do think that uh, it violates Amazon's terms of service. I do think that Amazon will get rid of this at some point. I don't know how, um, but I do see a lot of people doing this and I know it's very successful and that is rebates. Um, so I'll see people... So what you do is you run Facebook ads, say, hey, you know, special limited time offer, come test our products. We really want your feedback, blah, blah, blah. So it's not an exchange for review, but what you do is you have them, um, the product's on page 30, you have them buy through a URL. Um, so if, if I'm selling fish oil, I say, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to go buy my fish oil at full price, click this link and give me your PayPal address and I'll reimburse you. So a lot of people won't do it, but some people will. Um, so then to Amazon, it looks like a full price sale. You get a lot of ranking power for that. You reimburse them through PayPal the full amount um, right then and there at post-purchase. They have to verify their order ID. So 
there's that. Once they get to page two, page three, then you do search find buy. So basically you tell them, now you change up your mini chat flow and say, hey, uh, go search to, um, hey, here's my fish oil. Uh, I'm on page two, page three, just go search fish oil and you'll find me between the first three pages, buy it, send me your order ID and I'll reimburse you for the full amount. And that drives really good rank power. The other thing is if these people leave reviews, it's verified reviews. If you want to, you can get very good review rates from it. So I'm not saying that you should do this. I do think that Amazon has a line in their TOS that says you cannot compensate people for purchasing your product. I think that's the TOS that, that hits you. Um, but I see it working so well. I don't see anyone getting getting in trouble for it. I think it's difficult for Amazon to police. Yeah, yeah how, how are they going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it, that that's what I would do. Uh, I, so, I would probably start PPC as well as this uh, ranking process at the same time because I do want sales that are you know very legit coming through Amazon. I mean. Sometimes we're able to drive ranking just with PPC alone and we're able to get really good results just through PPC and sometimes it can be a lot cheaper. So I guess I, I should have started off. It depends on the market. If I can drive ranking just with PPC, I would much rather do that. Um, but if it's a really high volume market like a fish oil, then I would do both at the same time. Awesome. So and, and using PPC, driving PPC, that means you're getting... Legitimate full price sales, uh, or at least not non rebate sales. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting verified reviews. Hopefully, if the product is yep. good and people are satisfied, and all of that. So that that's kind of the power of that of that tool. Yeah, and the power of running PPC first. Sorry, I, I guess I should have said PPC first. The power of running PPC first, like we were talking about, everyone has this assumption of what they should be ranking for. Um, using PPC to understand what keywords I actually convert for is really powerful because that should be your roadmap for what you should be ranking for. Especially if you're just getting started, you're not going to have any reviews. So I don't know, I, w- I would kind of do... It, it, I want to do both at the same time because I want reviews and this rebate group is going to be really good for getting reviews. But at the same time, you do want to know what keywords to rank for because you don't want to waste your money ranking for a keyword that doesn't convert and then you fall down in the ranks anyways. It totally makes sense. And that, that's something we were actually preaching and, and doing back when we were doing a lot of Google SEO. And uh, because it was, it was a similar thing, only maybe a little more dramatic where... You know, people would come to us for SEO services on Google and say, "Hey, we want to rank for these five keywords." Well, that could take months. Like that could take six months, and you got to get write, you got to write blogs, you have to do guest blogging, you got to do stuff to attract backlinks, and yet, and then you may, and then you may realize, oh, that that keyword doesn't convert. Uh, but congrats, <laughs> you rank for it. Um, so that's why we would always recommend, yeah, run some paid search at least yeah. just to see what works, and then and then narrow down your keyword list, and then go gangbusters on yep. organically. And, and so the beauty of what I love about the Amazon platform is everything just move much faster uh, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. So anything else you would add to the roadmap? So yeah. we've kind of ended with PPC there. What would come next? The, the last thing is you just have to have a really good review funnel in place um, because reviews are so important for driving conversions. Um, and so I would have a really strong review funnel in place. If I did the rebate path, um, I would probably not message all of them, but I would probably trickle out messages to them and just say, hey, you know, if you enjoyed the product, blah, 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 would you leave us a review? Um, I would not do the, you know, oh, if it was a five star, you know, click this. That, that's a little too shady for me. But um, anyways, again, I don't see people getting in trouble for that on Facebook Messenger, but I don't recommend it at all. Um, the one thing that I would recommend for reviews, again, I don't know exactly how Amazon... Um, 
pays attention to it. I don't think that they enforce it, at least right now, and I see it working really well for people, is product inserts. So if you have those product inserts, go to, okay. Um, so for example, if I'm selling fish oil, hey, you know, get a, a seven-day free uh, pack of our, like, I don't know, some other vitamin, vitamin A or whatever it may be, something that goes well with my fish oil. Um, well, just click this link and put in your information or whatever. So, or uh, go to this link. So they go to this shortened yeah. link. So this, this is like a, a physical card you would put in the box that, that yeah. comes from Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Encourage them to buy something else, yeah. So they go to the link, it opens up a mini chat flow, or you could do it right on your website. And basically you just talk them through, okay, give me your address, blah, blah, blah. And then you ask them to leave a review. And then once you ship it, then on confirmation, you also ask them to leave a review. And so we see, we see from that 10 plus percent conversion rate, it really depends on the market, but we'll see some pretty good conversion rate on reviews from that. Obviously there's costs and overhead associated with shipping out these extra uh, supplements, but like, you know, it works really well. Yeah. And when you say 10% conversion rate, so, so 10% of people will, will leave a review through, through that process that we're saying, yes. or, or you mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is good. It's high. I mean, that, that adds up when you think those, those reviews are gold, you need, you need high quantity and you need really good reviews. Uh, right. You got to have both. And so totally makes sense. Dude, it's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> So anything you would add on the brand analytics discussion? Mm. I know that's something you're kind of an expert in. You talked about how you can use that data to get good ideas, good estimates of, of keyword volume and stuff. How else would you recommend using brand, analytic, brand analytics data? And, and how, yeah. do, how do sellers find that? Those that maybe don't know. Yeah. So brand analytics, you just go to brandanalytics.amazon.com and you'll be presented with... You'll, you'll probably have to sign in, but then you'll see brand analytics data. Um, so a, a fun fact... The most surprising thing I've seen in brand analytics, first off, I thought it was surprising that Amazon released brand analytics, but the uh, most interesting thing is the customer demographic information. Okay, so looking at some of the top products in uh, health and household, really cheap product, looking at really high-end um, you know, consumer electronics, looking at all of uh, these different products, the number one customer demographic from a household, median household income perspective, the largest demographic is the under $50,000. Really? Yes. Yeah. Huh. For every customer I've seen, it's $50,000. Usually the second is the 50 to 75,000, but sometimes it's the 75 to 100,000 range. But yeah, that was, that was very surprising to me. Um, so, it, yeah, you always hear about, you know, the, the average prime household is north of 75K in household income. And, and if you go higher, you're like 100, 125K in annual income. Yeah. Like all of them are prime members. That, yeah. Know, exaggerating, but, but basically. So that, that's interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. The 250,000, it's kind of like a smile. So it, it comes back up at 250K, um, which anyways, uh, so brand analytics, the search term reports is what we pay attention to the most. And so basically, for those of you who don't know what it is, essentially, there's, a, there's more features. I haven't checked out the, the most recent features, but the search terms and search terms are basically, you can filter by category or uh, you, can, you can look at different marketplaces. But essentially, in the US, they'll show you the top 1.2 million keywords on Amazon and they rank them from a search frequency perspective. So basically, the most popular keywords, second most, third most, all the way down through you know, 1.2 million keywords. They wow. update it weekly. Actually, I think you can get it at a day level, um, but they, you, they aggregate it weekly, monthly, and quarterly. Um, 
And so it's a really, really cool way to see seasonality. It's a really cool way to see what keywords are trending. You know, if you put in an in Excel sheet over time, you can really uh, start to see here are the top 1,000 most trending words over the last three months or the words in decline over the last three months. So our data science team has had like a lot of fun with this data. It's cool to see the, these keywords that are trending over the last six months or the keywords that are falling. The keyword that had, has had the most decline in the last three months is Game of Thrones, uh, for those of you wondering. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there, there's also some really interesting things that we're able to see. So what we've done is we've taken brand analytics, we've matched it up with our ranking. Oh, sorry. Also in the search terms, it shows the top three most clicked ASINs per keyword. So you can see, okay, for Bluetooth headphones, this ASIN saw 12% of all clicks from people that searched that keyword. You can also see that that product's conversion share, not conversion rate, conversion share. So if there were 100 orders and this one product saw 10 of them, then the conversion share would be 10%. Got we it. just don't know what that denominator is. Yep, yep. You could, you could potentially, well, no, actually, because you don't know the keyword volume, but you, you can maybe back into some estimates. Yeah, you, you can back into some estimates. So for example, if uh, someone has... So we, we saw some examples where this product wasn't ranking for, well for a keyword. It's ranking in the top 20, but that's it. Or it's ranking position 20, and that's about it. But they've been consistently running in the first ad position. Um, and so they saw one of the top three most clicks. And so you can see how many clicks you had for that keyword across your PPC campaigns. And so whatever that click share is. So if you saw 100 clicks and you had 10% of all clicks for that keyword, now you know that there was 1,000 clicks for that keyword. And so you can do that if, if you really wanted to. Uh, you could spend enough money to get, that, get those answers for your particular product markets, assuming you have a good enough you know, image that people are going to click into your listing. So we saw that. We, we were able to see uh, bots where people, uh, super high volume keywords, where people have 0% of all conversion share, but they have one of the top three most clicked listings for the keyword, and they're ranking in position you know, uh, 100. Um, one of the coolest things that we were able to see is we, we, we were able to put together these kind of heat maps where we're able to see, okay, um, over the last 12 weeks, here's where these products were ranking. And uh, for the most clicked listings, here's where they were ranking over those 12 weeks at the different timeframes. So it's really cool to be able to see that for the keyword AA batteries, Amazon, only, uh, Amazon customers are only shopping for the first four products. The first four positions are the most clicked. But if you go look at CBD oil or something like that, you can see the most clicked ASINs sometimes are ranking position 20, sometimes position wow. 15. And so you can see customers are doing more shopping for those keywords. So it's pretty cool. And that, that kind of gives you, like that separates a high consideration product from a low consideration product. Batteries. I don't really care. It's going to be hidden in some kind of device. Yep. Reviews are good. I trust the name. I'm buying it. I'm not spending much time. CBD oil, I maybe got a serious neck ache or back ache. So like I'm, I'm going to dig into the research and look yeah. at dig into EBC and look at all this, you know, the stuff related to that product. That's fascinating. Yeah, you can also then see the the conversion share too, and that that kind of indicates it too, right? So it's top four ranking products. They've got all the conversion share that that shows you where you need to get to yep. to be able to make an impact. Well, and, fascinating. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Quick. Sorry, yeah. A quick and simple example for you know the average seller. So let's say that you're ranking for a product and you're just not selling as well as a competitor or you're selling better than a competitor. One, you could go and look at what keywords are they the most clicked through by pasting in that ASIN up there. But what's, what's really cool is you can compare your click share versus their click share or their conversion share versus your conversion share. You can see, yeah, I'm ranking better than them, but they're selling better than me and their click share is actually much higher than mine is. So, okay, I, let me split test some different main images or maybe my, my price point or something like that. Yeah, love that. 
Absolutely love it. Fascinating stuff. Well, let, let's do this. Casey, this has been amazing. Uh, I love what you guys are doing at Viral Launch. How you're, 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 at, you're iterating, you're adding tools, you're adding offerings to help people rank better and do better on Amazon. Uh, talk about some of the, the, the new things you guys have launched, so like your product roadmap. And I know there'll be some good nuggets that people can take away as we kind of do that. But um, you know, it all started with that first iteration. What are some of the new tools? So you talked about keyword research. Yeah, um, the keyword research tool—it's a—it's a great tool. People rave about that tool. Uh, what, what else? What else do you guys have, and how does it benefit sellers? Yeah, I mean, so uh, we have product research tools. We basically saw that people are launching the wrong products. So how can we help them find the right products? Uh, we have some some pretty cool brand analysis, so you can look at. Uh, trends across the brand, and you can see total volume on a particular brand. Uh, then we we have a num- we have three different keyword tools, so you can plug in an ASIN. We'll show you all the keywords it's ranking for, all the keywords that it's advertising on, where it is currently, and historically, you can turn notifications on. Um, yeah. Anyways, so so keywords were a big focus of ours, um, and now we are moving into kind of the advertising space. So our focus has always been ranking drives the you know. Uh, the most value for the customer. But now, you know, PPC is such an important piece of that, whether it's maintaining your ranking because you need the sales and you need to maintain market share or driving initial ranking. So we've built this, you know, super powerful PPC tool that allows you to basically implement whatever your strategy is. We have this really uh, powerful rules engine. You can implement whatever your strategy is into, you know, kind of these automations. And we have a lot of cool data just around search volume and rank position and so forth. So... Yeah, that's amazing. So the the and then the newer the newer tool the the keyword or the the, the PPC tool. Uh, any other insights you want to provide on that? And, and when is that kind of released um, and stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, it is released a week from the recording. So on July twenty fourth, uh, our, our three main focuses is more data. So we help you look at it from a product perspective. So we pull in all your PPC data and show you stats from your campaigns across all campaigns, but directly related to that product. So you have a really good understanding of the percentage of sales for that product that are coming from PPC or how PPC is impacting that product's ranking and so forth. Um, And then we have a lot of rules just around uh, a lot of flexibility and rules. So being able to, again, set up automations based on rank position or search volume or increase my budget if, you know, this, whatever. Uh, So really just trying to give people the tools that they need in order to drive their results on Amazon. And then we have some some automation strategies that are are built in there. But uh, yeah, just again, like, like we were talking about, I think PPC is increasingly more complex, more difficult, but yet increasingly more important. So yeah, just trying to help people out in that space. I love it. And I really enjoyed it as you and I chatted over over dinner uh, there in Miami, just talking about kind of our philosophies on how to look at the data. I, I love the way you guys look at data because I think there are... And I was just talking to one of my main uh, Amazon ad specialists today. We we're talking about a couple of clients. Anyway, we we're just talking about how uh, you know one of the mistakes people make is they, they react either to often too quickly to data that's coming in. So yeah. bad, bad day of sales from a t- particular keyword with your ad campaigns. Well, we'll slash it. You know, ad is a negative. Kill, kill the bids. And it's like, well, part of it could be, it seems to us, Amazon's getting slower with some of the data. Like some of the mm. data, you know, yeah. it can take um, you know, a couple of days, you get a pretty good picture. We can take six yep. days, you know, to get sales coming in. So you, if you're reacting too quickly, you're reacting based on incomplete data, yeah. And sometimes things fluctuate. Like, look, look at the bigger picture a little bit. If you're, if you're looking at, if you're trying to build a brand and you're trying to build organic rankings and you're in it for the long haul, don't overreact to like these little windows of performance. Obviously, yes, if things, 
start to, to uh, becomes clear that a keyword is not working or whatever, product's not working for a particular keyword, then, then make adjustments, but don't react too quickly. And, and I think the way you guys look at data, the way you build automation and rules totally lines up with that. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, fantastic. So how can someone find out more? So how could someone potentially connect with you on LinkedIn or something? And then how can they find more and maybe get a free trial or something of Viral Launch? Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me personally is probably Instagram. Uh, I have a lot of people reach out like on you know Facebook or, or whoever. So um, I have my assistants help me out there, but Instagram is the best way. Um, I know it's a little unconventional maybe, um, well, but... Yeah, I appreciate it. To find out more about Viral Launch, I mean, we have a website, we have a YouTube channel where we're always posting trainings. If you just want to learn stuff from us, you don't have to use us to uh, learn from us. And then, yeah, we have a 14-day free trial on our new PPC tool, which is called uh, Kinetic. So uh, if you're interested, you could always check it out. We do an hour onboarding demo and yeah. Sweet. Viral Launch. Check it out. I will link to everything, including the new PPC tool in the show notes. So if you're driving, you forget any of this, Go to evolution.com. I'll link to it all. You can check it out there. Casey Goss, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> great fire today, man. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, Casey. We'll have to do this again. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'd love to hear feedback from you. What would you like to hear more of? Give us some show ideas. Uh, give us that five-star review on iTunes. If you feel so inclined, if we if, if we brought the value, do that. Helps other people find the show as well. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. Oh, dude, that's a wrap. Uh, hey, that was really good. That was a good At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.